dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Fabiano Nilmuru, currently ministering here in South Australia in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener. This week we have a wonderful wonderful program uh, which has been uh, titled Five Dangerous Bi- uh, Beliefs for the Contemporary Christian. This is going to be the theme for this week and dear friends we would like to uh, encourage you to uh, try not to miss uh, every uh, uh, presentation of uh, every single uh, every presentation that will be pretty much presented throughout this week uh, every 5pm uh, South Australian time uh, and this is through the Drive Time program. And friends, today's topic, however, is can I trust the Bible in a post-biblical world? And I have a special guest. In fact, I've got a person who... Uh, is not stranger to the radio program, but a special guest to the draft time program. He is an international speaker, Gary Webster, who holds degrees in archaeology, history, science, and religion, and has traveled the world researching lost civilizations. He is our guest for today, and in fact, for the whole week. Welcome, uh, Gary Webster. Welcome to the draft time program. Thank you, Fabiana. Good to be with you today. Thank you so much. And how have you been yourself? Oh, really good. I've been traveling actually lately, but I'm glad to be back home again. Wonderful. Hey, that's that's exciting. What what have you been working on uh, uh, recently? Well, we uh, had programs here in uh, Sydney, then Fiji, and then I was just out to Papua New Guinea, and then over into uh, Melbourne and Adelaide on the weekend with uh, other programs. Yeah. Wonderful. Sounds like uh, you, you've been pretty much everywhere uh, recently. <laughs> and, yes, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pleasure to go and chat with people about some of the big issues of life. Yeah, definitely. In fact, today there's a lot of questions, uh, questions in the minds of people, uh, simply because of the times in which we are living and the things that are happening, uh, all around the world. There's a definitely uh, a need for a discussion on some of the things that are happening. Yeah, and, and, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and obviously for those who might be tuning in for the first time, uh, this is the uh, Faith FM uh, radio program. You can also visit the Faith FM uh, uh, website by just uh, searching for faithfm.com.au, I believe. And um, you can also get the uh, mobile app. Uh, search for Faith FM in the Google uh, uh, Play Store and uh, the Apple Store uh, app that you use to get your applications, and you'll be able to find a Faith FM app. The advantage of having the Faith FM app allows you to be able to connect with Faith FM wherever you're at. You know, despite the 
the frequency is fading out from certain areas. With the Faith FM app, you'll be able to tune in uh, 24-7 and you'll be pretty much be able to listen to all the Faith FM programs as well, the pre-recordings. Uh, so it is a wonderful app to have on your phone. Also, i uh, just like to let you know that if you want to connect with us uh, and uh, let's say, for example, you want to send in a prayer request or you have a question, for example, you can actually reach out to us by uh, just texting us on 04-888-80811. That is 04-888-80811. Now, friends, you can tell that uh, I'm losing my voice. For whatever reason, I don't know what happened. Uh, just this evening, I am just struggling to uh, uh, to <clears throat> to bring out my voice here, so you will have to forgive me. Uh, and also, we are coming in a little late uh, because we have some technical difficulties but we have a wonderful program so I encourage you to uh, stay with us in fact we have a wonderful free giveaway today and I'll let you know how to get that shortly but before we can go any further let us start with a word of prayer and then we'll come to a song and immediately after the song we'll pretty much get into today's topic which is can I trust the Bible in a post-biblical world? Let us pray together. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for this opportunity to be on the radio program. Uh, Lord, we take it as a... Um as a privilege because we know that this is uh, uh, an opportunity that we have to share uh, profound truth, tra- life-transforming truth. And we uh, also are aware that um, those who have, tuning, who have tuned into uh, this uh, radio program uh, uh, will be blessed by the uh, discussion of today and the study of today. And I know that uh, uh, they are also interested in finding something that uh, they can pretty much put their rancor on, uh, something which uh, can uh, truly be life transformational. Uh, and I believe that the truth of the Bible is life transformational. And so I pray that you may lead us and guide us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. And so let's come to the song. And immediately after the song, friends, we will get into today's uh, program. And here is uh, the song by um, uh, Randy Travis. And this is a song, Jerusalem Cry. Let's come to the song. And immediately after the song, we will be right back.
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back, dear friend. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Fabiano Nyonghuru. And our cause for today is Gary Webster. And uh, Gary Webster is once again a, an international speaker who holds degrees in archaeology, history, science, and religion. And he is uh, a presenter on the uh, uh, the Prophetica uh, program, of which he will let us know shortly, uh, uh, and uh, he will let us know where he will be presenting next uh, shortly. But for this week, he will be speaking uh, under the theme, Five Dangerous Beliefs for the Contemporary uh, Christian. Uh, however, today's topic is, Can I Trust the Bible in a Post-Biblical World? Let me once again welcome uh, Gary Webster. So please, uh, Gary Webster, um, welcome back, and uh, uh, we are glad to have you. Yeah, good, great, great to be back with you. Yeah, no, wonderful. And so, yeah, can I trust the Bible in a post-biblical world? Uh, What are your thoughts? Question. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a very big question and a very important one because, uh, of course, many people today don't trust the Bible. Right. I think uh, Fabiana to help answer that question it's important that we probably look at a few areas. And the first one would be, is the Bible actually historically accurate? Is it factual? Is it, can it be trusted in terms of its history? Uh-huh. Uh, because that's a very important question. If, you, if it doesn't get the history right, how can you trust it on anything? You know, you mm. should be able to get the facts right. Yeah. Um, so perhaps we could, perhaps we could pick up a few things uh, because, you know, lots of archaeology has been done in the Middle East and they've found many, many discoveries that actually help. Wonderful. People realize the Bible is historically accurate. For example, uh, back in uh, the 1800s, they discover what is known as the Meneptah Stele. This is a sort of like a stone monument that you can see in the Cairo Museum right. today. Uh, it, it mentions King, it's, it's written by King Meneptah, who lived between 1213 to 1203 BC. Mm-hmm. And it mentions Israel. For the, that's the first time they've discovered uh, an inscription that had Israel actually mentioned on it. Wow! So th- this is this is one indication. It's just a small one, but it, it does show you that Israel certainly mentioned, of course, in the Bible, and it was known to the peoples of Egypt anyway. Mm. I think another another good one that is uh, is quite powerful is the Sennacherib cylinder. Right. I have a replica of this one myself. But King Sennacherib made uh, big raids on the southern part of. Israel back around 700 BC, uh, attacking the city of Jerusalem, uh-huh. and uh, he's left a, a cylinder. In fact, there are three of them: one in the uh, the uh, British Museum, one in the Chicago Oriental Museum, and another one in the the uh, Hebrew Museum or the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. And these, this written by Sennacherib tells us the cities of Judah, the southern part of Israel that he attacked, and when he comes to Jerusalem. He says, I oh, shut up Hezekiah like a bird in a cage. He doesn't mention that he defeated him because, of course, the biblical account says he was actually, uh, he lost 186,000 of his soldiers that night. So wow. this is a very important inscription that shows that, as the Bible recorded, Sennacherib's attack on on the southern part of, of uh, Israel and mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Indeed, uh, the Assyrians have left this record of that campaign as well. I see. Wow, quite a discovery. Quite, quite amazing, isn't it, when, yeah. you, when you think about it? Wow. Here's another one that might interest the young men. Uh, uh-huh. He said in time to say that young guys drive their cars like Jehu drove his chariot. 
All right. <laughs> Jehu was a king of Israel. Okay. Uh, just after the time of Solomon. Okay. Uh, a little bit there, and uh, one of the um, one of the Assyrian kings came down to to the northern part of Israel, around between uh, you know around about eight hundred and between eight hundred and forty one to eight hundred and fourteen BC. It was a guy called Shalmaneser the mm. third, and uh, he's got a huge big. Uh, we, we call it an obelisk. Okay. It's around about uh, just over, over well over a metre high, uh, sorry, two metres high. And it, and it lists, it lists the, the fact that uh, on that inscription you see a, a king bowing down to Shalmaneser III and the Assyrians tell us that that's Jehu. Now, mentioned many times in the Bible, but here we have an inscription of this guy that you can see today in the British Museum also. Wow. That's, that's, that's really uh, amazing because uh, it is one thing to read about a certain individual, a certain event in history, uh, but it's another thing to actually have an archaeological uh, um, yeah, funding that artifact. really, exactly, an artifact that actually uh, solidifies that which you have been, you know, reading about. It really, I think that adds uh, a level of um, certainty. And it gives you something, uh, it gives you confidence that truly what you, what you're reading and what you've been studying is, 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 uh, solid. Mm. It's yeah. Quite interesting. Yes. Well, what, what are the most amazing ones, uh, Fabiano, uh, is, uh, is the Jehoiachin ration tablet. Right. Now, the Bible mentions that, uh, Jehoiachin, he was one of the last kings of Jerusalem and, uh, he was taken off to Babylon around about 597 BC. Mm-hmm. And it, the Bible mentions that the Babylonians gave him a ration, you know, how much food he could have each day. Right. Well, when the uh, Germans were excavating in Iraq, they discovered the very ration tablet of this guy. And you can see it today in the Pergamon Museum in Berlin. Yeah, you know, it's an amazing thing to think that the Bible mentioned the very ration. Mm. And here we have a tablet that gives the same ration uh, as the Bible mentioned to the same guy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, that's quite interesting. And I'd like to engage our listeners. Um, uh, obviously, some of you who are listening might have uh, questions. You might have uh, some, I mean, you may find this to be uh, something that interests you. Uh, feel free to uh, send in a text message. Once again, the number is 04888. Eight oh eight eleven. Yeah, what are your thoughts on some of these discoveries? Um, uh, if you're able to text in, that would be much appreciated. And once again, we'll, we can just pass on your message to Gary. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I found this to be quite interesting, Pastor Gary, what you're sharing. So yeah, so so this you're saying, therefore, that this helps us to uh, put confidence in the biblical records. Yes, yes. I mean, mm. we've actually, archaeologists have actually discovered over fifty the names of over fifty people right. mentioned in the Bible, and where we have evidence for these people in archaeological discoveries. For example, there's another one called King Manasseh. Now, King Manasseh was a pretty corrupt sort of a king. He made blood flow in Jerusalem. The Bible says he he practiced human sacrifice on his own children. Uh, you name it, he did yeah, it. Yeah, that's um, terrible. Mm. And we've, we've discovered his seal impression of King Manasseh. <laughs> mm. And just about four or five years ago, they discovered the seal impression of Isaiah the prophet, in, in fact. So wow. it's just unbelievable but that these characters mentioned, we have good evidence from archaeology for them. Another one that may interest uh, our listeners is Jezebel. Right. <laughs> I mean, she's an infamous queen. Oh, yes. She married King Ahab. She was a Phoenician princess. 
but they've even discovered the seal impression of Jezebel as well. So, yeah, that's uh, that's un, you know incredible. Yeah. But that's just the Old Testament stories. The, okay. the New Testament, we have we have evidence there too of the historical reliability of the Bible as well. Okay, wow. Perhaps I could perhaps I could mention a couple of those oh, yes, for you if you want yes, me. To. Yes, please. Yes, please. Well, I'm sure we've all heard of Herod the Great. I mean, oh, yes. Herod the Great was the was the king who tried to kill the baby Jesus in the Christmas story. Uh-huh. Now we've discovered lots of things from from Herod the Great. We've discovered his fortresses at Masada, at uh, Bethlehem. He had a fortress near there called Herodian. Another fortress uh, that he had at Macarius over in Jordan, where John the Baptist was beheaded. We have his uh, city that he built, Caesarea, and his palace has been found. So there's, there's lots of evidence that you know that this this man that the Bible talks about. We've certainly got good evidence that that, that the Bible is historically accurate on this one. Uh, another guy, of course, that that interests our listeners would be Pilate, Pontius Pilate, the guy that tried Jesus. Yeah. We archaeologists even discovered inscription with his name on it from the Caesarea. Wow. Now Caesarea was where the Romans ruled. Um, Israel from when they were in control of that area of the world mm. and of course Pilate was there and we have an inscription of, of, of Pilate okay. mentions Pontius Pilate they even discovered a seal ring, a ring of Pontius Pilate some years ago mm. you know, used to by, by some of his officials and that was discovered at Herodian Fortress of, of Herod the Great there too Wow, that's that's quite amazing so just, just amazing what they've discovered yeah, that's that's quite amazing because um, in this world in which we are living, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, questions regarding the accuracy of the biblical records, and people want uh, uh, you know certainty, and they want to uh, have um, uh, confidence in what they're reading and the material that they're consuming, especially <laughs> seeing that uh, we live in a world where. Uh, you know, even the news outlets are being questioned. Uh, so really, truth matters. And the source mm. of which you get your truth from matters as well. Uh, it, it needs to be credible. And so what you are presenting to us is that both the Old Testament and the New Testament are credible resources. Uh, that's quite amazing. Yes, if any, yeah. if any, anyone ever gets up to Greece and has the opportunity to go to Corinth, Wow. You can actually see an inscription on a pavement there mm. by a man called Erastus. He was like the, a, a, a chief, the treasurer of the city of Corinth. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mentioned in the Bible. He was converted to Christianity, this man. And we have his, we have his inscription on the ground there right. uh, mentioning that he was the treasurer of the city. So it's just just amazing. One, mm-hmm. one interesting one that was discovered in, in the old city of Rome was the, a, 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 a man on a cross with a donkey head on. Oh, okay. And the, the inscription's, the inscription says, Alex Amenos worships his God. You see, this was mm-hmm. an inscription that mocked Christianity. Okay. The, okay. the idea that, that a God would die on a cross. Right. This was foreign to people like the Greeks, and this was stupidity almost. But So they were mocking it, but it actually bears out the truth mm-hmm. uh, that's recorded in the Bible that, that uh, Jesus Christ died a humiliating death. And to, to people, who, sadly, who don't believe, it seems like foolishness. Yeah. But to those who believe, Paul said it's the power of God to, mm. to save us. Yeah, yeah, no, that's quite amazing. And so, obviously, uh, the the records that you have found and the artifacts that you have found, uh, are, obviously, you must have a program or a presentation where you where you share some of these uh, uh, findings, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yes, we we do. We we have a presentation or a, it's sort of like a, a high octane. Uh, <laughs> 
a series of five presentations in an afternoon, right. the evening with a meal yes. called Prophetica. And we look at some of these discoveries, but we also go further than that. We look at, okay, so what about the prophecy? We should come to those. I mean, this yes. is just one area of oh, yes. historical accuracy that the That's Bible right. can be trusted. Mm. There's other things that show us that it can be trusted, prophecy. That's right. And even sound scientific uh, health principles uh, are found in the Bible. Wonderful. Perhaps we, could, we could go to those next uh, yes. uh, in, in a moment. But, yeah, the program's called Prophetica. There's five short half-hour presentations uh-huh. on prophecy and where we are today. Uh, people have a meal. And I tell you what, we, we, had, a, we had a tremendous time in, in both Adelaide and, and Melbourne over the weekend. People enjoy these presentations. Yeah, that's, that's quite amazing. So this Prophetica program, yes, we'll, we, are, we are coming definitely to um, uh, those other um, uh, uh, segments which you just mentioned there, prophecy uh, and scientific discoveries. But I'm just wondering, for those who are very keen on actually being there in in in, in person because i think uh these presentations uh and these meetings are pretty much one of a kind um where are you going to be presenting next uh in which uh, yes. uh city and when roughly yes well as i said we just did one in melbourne on the weekend but ah, we okay. have uh two coming up in in adelaide in a couple of weeks so uh, one at glendory community center that's uh-huh. uh that's on Saturday, August 5. We go from 5 to 9. As I said, with, with the dinner is included. Yes. These are free of charge. Uh, and then the Denison Centre is going to be on the next day, August the 6th, from 5 to 9. Uh, also, as I said, including dinner. So, yeah, that's that's when they're coming next is to, is to Adelaide. Wonderful. So if you're in Adelaide, friends, make sure you go to the prophetica.com website. That is prophetica.com and reserve yourself a seat. Uh, whether it be at Mosson uh, Lakes, um, Denison Center, or uh, the Glendore Community Center. This, these are presentations uh, um, uh, that you should definitely not miss. And in fact, invite a friend. So let's come to prophecy. You say that prophecy helps us, uh, once again, put confidence in the Bible. Yeah, but perhaps if we, if, I, if, we, if we left that one till a little bit lighter, is that okay, uh, Fabiana? Okay. Yes, yes, we uh, can come to that. What if we took up some of the, the scientific evidence? Because this is an Wonderful. area that people don't expect the Bible to, to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, and in fact, today, most people would rather say, hey, science has uh, um, liberated us from the, <laughs> from, from the uh, uh, how can I put it, you know, from religion. And so if yeah. science can back up the Bible, that would be powerful. Yeah, well... Um, the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered in 1947. In fact, I'll be talking about those at the, at the program a little bit as well. But yeah. um, they were discovered, and they date back to about 100 to 200 BC. So they're about 2,100 to 2,200 years old. Right. But among the Dead Sea Scrolls were the writings of Moses. And now Moses, of course, is an, is an Egyptian name because Moses was raised by the Egyptians. You know, okay. for example, Moses. Ah, Moses, Car Moses, Ro Moses, Tut Moses. These are all Pharaoh's names. You can hear the common word Moses. Oh, yes. Uh, he was an Egyptian name uh, given to him by the, the, the princess uh, at the time. Right. And so he's brought up, the Bible says, in all the ways of the Egyptians and all their wisdom. Uh, that mentions that in Acts chapter 7, mm. verse 20 to 22 in the Bible. So, so Moses knew about some of all, some of the, uh, many of the, 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 the uh, the, the wise things that the Egyptians had. Now, right. they also had a lot of nonsense uh, in some of the writings of the Egyptians. I was talking about this to a group of people just over the weekend, mm. how that in some of the papyrus documents of the Egyptians, the Ebus papyrus, 
it mentions things like if you've got a problem with your eye, pour in hot broken glass. That'll really fix it up, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, wow. but that was a remedy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> for, for, for baldness, uh, <laughs> the, the, the remedy was, to, you know, uh, apply goose fat and crocodile dung. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we wonder. And then if you've got a splinter, uh, just apply worm's blood and ass's dung. No wonder Ooh. they've got tetanus and lockjaw. Oh, yeah. But these were some of the remedies that, that, that came out of ancient Egypt Interesting. To, to help things. Now, Moses was trained by the Egyptians. Okay. And he would have known about these things because the Ebus Papyrus and the Edwin Smith Papyrus, where we find a lot of the Egyptian medical practices, mm-hmm. uh, that's the time where Moses actually lived in Egypt. Right. Um, yeah, around that time. So he would have known about those, but in his writings, you don't find any of that quackery. Okay. In fact, what you find are some very sound scientific health principles. For example, right. Moses, 3,500 years ago, talked about after you've touched a dead body uh, or you've, you know, you've you know, had some sickness, you wash your hands. Right. Now, we might say, well, of course you would wash your hands. <laughs> exactly. This wasn't always known, even in what we call modern society. Right. I mean, the, the, the leading hospital, probably one of the leading hospitals in Europe back in the 1840s was the, the Vienna General Hospital, and it was you know prestigious mm. place, but uh, they were doing autopsies on, uh, on pregnant women who died the night before and then going straight into the maternity ward and doing public examinations without washing their hands because they didn't realise that hand washing was important back in, those, in the Aye. 1840s. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And no wonder that... No wonder the death rate was going through the roof. Yeah. Um, not only that, but um, they also found that, you know, a little bit later on they discovered that you should wash your hands when you touch one living body and another living body. And the Bible mentions that, those mm-hmm. sorts of principles of washing your hands. But uh-huh. we didn't know those things until fairly recently, actually, the last two or three hundred years. Right. Um, right. The Bible also talked about, about things like, uh, you know, if, you know, because in the cultures that the Bible was talking about, they they lived out in the desert. So if you're going to go to the toilet, take a shovel and bury your <laughs> excrement. Good idea. <laughs> but you know, in, in in some parts of Europe during what we call the the Dark Ages or the medieval period, uh-huh. people would put the potty in the kitchen, oh. um, and when they when you empty it, you empty it out the window, sort of oh, thing. No. And every neighbour's <laughs> doing the same thing. So a little wonder we had things like plague and. Uh, you know, the Black Death and so on, mm. because people weren't aware of, of the principles of hygiene. We've only yeah. actually caught up to some of these things in fairly recent times, in actual fact. So, wow. But the Bible had those principles. Mm. Wow, that's, mm. yeah, truly, I can see that, um, you know, the, the, the biblical records and uh, uh, the uh, scientific um, methods there found in the Bible were truly uh, well advanced, <laughs> especially when we compare yeah. them with, um, yeah, some of those scenarios that you have just presented. That is quite yeah, amazing. Well, the, the, Bible even, the Bible even talked about quarantining. We, we've all got that. Mm. That's <laughs> the last couple of years. But oh, for yes. example, let me just read you one text. The Bible talks about quarantining. It says, uh, uh, talks about how that, um, it says, uh, all, all the days he has a sore or a, a, you know, a disease, he should be unclean. He's unclean and he shall dwell alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. So they actually quarantined people way back then. They didn't know about bacteria and viruses, <laughs> but God gave them directions of mm. what to do right. uh, with those things. That's, that's uh, quite here's another one. The Bible even talked about um, avoiding animal fat. I mean, yeah. it says in uh, Leviticus 7, speak to the children of Israel, 
saying, you shall eat no manner of fat or ox or sheep or of goat. That's Leviticus 7.23. Now, if you, if you go to the doctor today and you've got a heart problem, the first thing he's going to tell you to do is cut back on all the, all the fatty meat, isn't he? Mm-hmm. That's right. It's just, it's just sound science. I mean, it's widely recognized in scientific circles today that um, animal fat is, is not good for you when you've got heart conditions and so on. Yeah, yeah, wow. Very advanced indeed. And um, mm. I, I, for me, it really does um, once again solidify the fact that uh, the Bible was well advanced. And, and it also testifies to the fact that um, uh, the Bible is unlike any other book because we can see that there was truly uh, God's hand over the um, uh, the uh, the scriptures. And we can see that truly there are profound things that are found in it, which are uh, uh, it uh, gives me that confidence even today uh, to continue trusting the Bible. That's that's profound. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, uh, Gary. But um, let's come to a short break. Um, and uh, for those who have um, uh, been uh, following uh, since the beginning, I had mentioned that I was going to uh, share with you how to get a free giveaway uh, for today. And this is a magazine, Hope Through Prophecy, by Dustin Peslin, uh, Hope through prophecy if you would like to get today's offer all you need to do is text the code word sa128 to the number 04888080811 when you do that the faith fm giveaway bot will reply asking for your details so please do send in your code word sa128 Eight. That is SA like the abbreviation for South Australia. SA and then 128 to the number 04888080811. Let's come to a song. And immediately after the song, we'll be right back. And so here's the song Blue Highway by the uh, Seven Angels. And please stay with us. We'll be right back. Seven seals are in my hands I sit beside the Father The Lord and ruler over all the land The mysteries of heaven Have all been revealed to me The time is drawing near at hand For the seven It's 
Text in your thoughts on 04888-80811. That's 04888-80811. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time. Big Q&A with Fabiano Nyonghuru. And our co-host for today is Gary Webster. Our theme for this week will be Five Dangerous Beliefs for the Contemporary Christian. However, today's topic has been can I trust the Bible in a post-biblical world? We have just heard from Gary as he shared with us some of the archaeological findings, some of the uh, uh, evidences from both outside of Scripture and inside Scripture that truly that truly gives us the confidence and the uh, uh, the faith and the trust in the biblical um, records. And so, friends, I would like to invite once again uh, Gary to uh, share with us more. I think he, soon he's going to also touch on prophecy and how prophecy uh, gives us once again that uh, solid. Um, uh, you know, solidifies our beliefs in the scriptures. Yes, sir. Uh, Gary, welcome back. Um, once again, help us understand if, you know, some of the evidences that you have there for us, uh, that uh, can uh, help us put trust in the Bible. Yeah, thanks, Fabiano. I, I think this, you know, this whole subject, can we trust the Bible? This is not, this is actually one of the big questions, you know, because sadly today, many, many, Christians, in fact, do not believe the whole Bible. Mm. If you were to take a survey of Christianity today and ask, uh, do we believe in the first three chapters of the Bible, the, the Genesis account, uh-huh. uh, many, many Christians would hold that this is not really, this is not really accurate. This mm. is for, this is, this is not, this is not history. Right. Uh, the world was not created in six days, sort of thing, you know? Uh-huh. And yet, uh, and yet God in the Ten Commandments actually says, wrote with his own finger in six days, um, God created the heavens and the earth. In fact, we're coming to prophecy now. There are many, and sadly, even Christians who don't believe in prophecy because, you know, how, how can you predict the, the, the future so long range out? So this is one reason why right. many date the, the book of Daniel, for example, to the 2nd century instead of the 6th century B.C. Okay. It's clearly a 6th century B.C. book, but people, if you don't believe it's prophecy, there's prophecy, then you're going to try to date it later and say that it looks like a prophecy written after the event, you see. So mm. uh, this is a very important question that we're actually dealing with. Yes. Anyway, let's come to prophecy. I think uh, probably one of the most profound uh, prophecies is the one dealing with King Cyrus. Right. Um, king Cyrus was a great Medo-Persian king who toppled the Babylonians uh, back in 539 BC. But this man has actually talked about and predicted to be the one who would overthrow the Babylonians. Isaiah wrote about this man in Isaiah chapter 44, 45, and 46. You have him even mentioned by name. Mm. Uh, and Isaiah is writing 150 years before the events took place. Right. And we know that because because Isaiah gave an incredible description of the attack of Sennacherib against Jerusalem. And this happened around the same time as these predictions were made. So, um, you know, it's, it's phenomenal. But he predicted that Cyrus would take Babylon, he would let the, the Jewish people go home, and he would help them rebuild their temple. Now, all of those things actually happen, and we even have an archaeological artifact that helps us realize that this is indeed uh, exactly accurate because we have the Cyrus Cylinder, which talks about the things that are predicted by Isaiah 150 years before these events even took place. So I think this is one of the most amazing predictions we have in the Bible. 
Yeah, that's that sounds very um, interesting indeed. So Cyrus, Cyrus, but not only, but not <laughs> only, not only that, Fabiano. Yes. In Isaiah, God actually says, "I I tell you these things before they come to pass." And He's talking about King Cyrus. He means that I mention him by name, even though he's not yet born, so that you might believe. You see, God wants us to believe. What does He want us to believe in Him for? Mm. Because then He says, "So you can look unto Me and be saved, all the ends of the earth." God, God loves everybody. Wonderful. And he wants everybody to be saved, but we can't be saved unless we put our trust in him. Mm, that, that, that's very powerful. So Cyrus is truly a um, uh, a real historical figure um, predicted in scripture. Yes. So, so this uh, this idea of predicting that's foretelling. That's uh, speaking. I mean, speaking about future things before they happen, right? Yes, exactly. Interesting, but that's uh, that's and that's, this, this yeah. is one. And we can we we know that we know that the Book of Isaiah was written in the seven hundred BC, right? BC, and 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 yet the Babylonians uh, were taken down by the Medo Persians in five hundred and thirty nine BC. So mm. you know it's it's phenomenal, and and God tells us those things so that we can say, "Whoa, there is a God." Yeah, that's right. That's right, and uh, that is fascinating indeed. And as I think more more about this, it really. Um, uh, reminds me that, um, yeah, the Bible is a very unique, uh, book. It is truly very different from other books. It is a book that, um, uh, what should I say? It is a book that, uh, uh, sets itself apart from any other book. Uh, because you see, the Bible, uh, unlike uh, many other religious books, the Bible alone has uh, prophecies that has uh, come to be um, uh, that has been tested and and truly were fulfilled. Is not right, yes. uh, Gary? That's absolutely. Mm. Yes, so, absolutely. So really, the Bible is different from other books. Yes, yeah. in the sense that it it makes predictions with which um, can be historically verified. Wonderful, mm. wonderful. Yeah, now that's quite interesting. And so, now, how many prophecies are there in the Bible? Well, let me tell you, there's 800 prophetic verses for starters. Right. Uh, and 90% of those those verses have actually been fulfilled in civilizations from the past, you know, the yeah. Egyptians, the, the Medo-Persians, the Babylonians. Yes. So that leaves only 10% left. Yeah. And that's the 10% we zero in on at Prophetica to show people exactly what's taking place in the world today. You can see that in current events and what's soon to take place. Wow. And, and the purpose of the prophecies is so that, you know, we can put our trust in God. That's fascinating. And friends, if you have just tuned into Faith FM, the Prophetica program is uh, an opportunity for you to come on a night like none other uh, here in Adelaide uh, and hear uh, an international speaker, Gary Webster, present on ancient um, mysteries and uh, prophecies and other archaeological findings and how that helps us understand where this world is heading. So once again, you really want to book yourself a free seat and and also encourage your friend to come along. Just go to prophetica.com and you'll be able to reserve yourself a free seat. So, you know, uh, Gary, as I think about this, it reminds me of what Abraham Lincoln has said. And I quote his words here. He says, he said rather, in regard to the great book, I have only this to say. It is the best gift which God has given to man. Yeah, that's so true. Good, yeah. good quote. Oh, yeah, it yeah, truly is a... Uh, a fascinating book, and so yeah. any any other um, interesting facts yes. that you'd like to share? Mm. Yes, look, I, I think um, 
there's a growing interest in prophecy today too, uh, especially the predictions of the Bible I'm talking about, Fabiano. Right. People are concerned with what's taking place in the world today on many fronts. You know, you think about the Ukraine crisis, you think about, um, you know, the global warming and uh, yeah, just so many things, that, that the economy. Right. People realize something something's about to happen. Mm. And uh, I was in, uh, you know, wherever I go, look, Hundreds of people actually come to hear mm. some of these presentations we have. I made. I remember in, I was in PNG once. There like fifty thousand people. I mean, there, there's a hunger for the Word of God. I was oh, in yes. Fiji recently. You know, many many people wanting to know where are we headed, what's coming on. Is there hope for the future? Well, fortunately for us, there is. Especially, of course, from Bible prophecy. Mm. But one thing that I, perhaps I should say that helps us realize the Bible is true is the lives that it changes. Right. You know, it, the Bible is not just about prophecies and history, but it's about how people's lives have been transformed by the power of God's love. Mm. Um, and I have to say, uh, you know, for example, in my own life, I was a, an 18 year old medical student and I was wondering at the time, you know, I guess that's the time of life where you start to think, I was wondering, is there anybody out there? Yeah. Is there really a God? And when we get to the end of, of life, to, to death and to all, what's beyond, you know, those big questions of life. And mm. I remember studying studying archaeology to look and, and I thought, wow, yeah, well, at least the Bible's true. It's, it's not, a, not a bunch of fairy tales. And then I started looking at some of the great prophecies. I mean, I, I was going to mention today the prophecies of Tyre, prophecies of the Assyrians, un, unbelievable. The fall of the destruction of Nineveh was predicted. And we have we have incredible evidence. You go to the British Museum and you can see the the blackened, uh, you know, the walls been had been clearly been burnt, and that was all predicted. But as I looked at some of those great prophecies, I thought, wow, there's a there's a mind behind this book. You, you can't make these predictions and get it right a hundred percent, but that somebody from outside's giving you information. And so, really? yeah, Bible prophecy actually shows us that there's a God that someone is in control and someone does care about us, even though it looks like the world's upside down. There is a God and there is hope. So I think, you know, as I studied those prophecies, not only did I see that there was a God, but the more I read about the God of those prophecies, it it was life-changing for me. Uh, I mean, I had no peace of mind. As a young man in those days, if you'd crossed me, I would have sort of punched your lights out. That's what my, <laughs> my life was. My life was a bit, you know, very self-centered. But when, 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 when I started to read about the God of the Bible, he, he changed my life and it brought mm-hmm. peace and a hope for the future and a, a meaning for life. And you know, it's just amazing how the lives of many people have been changed by this book. Mm, wow, that is truly so, let, me share with, let me share with you one more before yes. we, we, we finish, Fabiano. Oh, yes. I, I went to, uh, I was studying uh, some years ago now, uh, in, in my, my degree in religion, and, and um, at the same institution, there was a guy who had been a drummer, I think it was a drummer, for ACDC, the, you know, the heavy mm. metal band. Oh, yes. And um, this guy was thrown out of ACDC because he was on drugs so much. I mean, it must have been pretty bad for them to throw him out, you know? That's right. <laughs> but, but after he got thrown out, this guy came to know about Jesus. And when I met him, man, you wouldn't have met a nicer person, such a gentle mm. guy, such a, such a, and I thought, wow, what a difference yeah. the good news of Jesus makes. It transforms people's lives from That's right. people that have been you know, nasty to being kind, people have been dishonest to be honest, 
Yeah, it, it's just amazing how, to me, that's the greatest evidence mm. that the Bible is real, that we wow. can trust it. It's the, it's the lives that change it. Yeah, that, that, that is truly powerful. And I can testify and many others can testify that truly the Bible is transformational. And, you know, I remember, I remember the, uh, texts such as these, uh, from scripture, which says that, uh, and these are the words, in fact, of, in fact, of Christ in himself, who says in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And, uh, uh, yeah. that is truly, uh, the, uh, the truth of the Bible. It is that it presents to you the truth and, and, uh, the, uh, the truth bearer himself, who is truth himself, that is Jesus Christ. And he offers Amen, life yeah. and life abundant. Uh, that is yeah. truly powerful. Um, and so just in about, uh, you know, t- uh, two minutes, uh, Gary, are you able to summarize uh, just uh, uh, some of these um, findings and and how, once again, they have truly over and over again um, proved the Bible to be trustworthy? Yes, I, I think, first of all, as we said, the archaeological discoveries, number one, they show that the Bible is historically accurate. I think the sound scientific health principles, we just shared a few of those, you know, like quarantining, hand washing, Toilets outside the camp in those days, of course, they didn't have running water toilets like we have. Don't eat animal fats and even talks about a plant-based diet as being the best for optimal health. And we know that mm. it's scientifically true today. Um, eat your veggies and all of that sort of thing. But those sorts of things show us that the Bible is also relevant to life. Yes. It's not just about, uh, just, just about, you know, pie in the sky, by and by, as the saying goes. It's about helping us here in the now to have to get the most out of life, to have life at its best. And then I think uh, the prophecies show that, it's, it's, that there's, a, there's a divine mind behind the Bible. This is not just human production. You can't make predictions long range like the Bible does, get it right all the time and say there's no God. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, to me, the greatest evidence is that this book, when it's taken seriously and people in, in find the God of the Bible, it changes their life so, so, so amazingly. Mm, uh, is powerful and profound. Thank you once again, uh, Gary. And I believe that um, tomorrow we'll be taking this further. And the topic for yes. tomorrow is um, understanding Daniel and Revelation. Is it possible? Yes. That is really the question. Is it possible? And so I look forward to uh, once again uh, uh, hearing from you and uh, learning once again. And those who are joining together with us, just in case you missed out that free giveaway, we are encouraging you once again to send the code word to zero four triple eight eight zero eight eleven, and the code word is SA one twenty eight. That is SA as in the abbreviation uh, SA for South Australia, and the number one two eight. The book is Hope Through Prophecy by Dustin Peslin. Oh, friend, that's all we have uh, t- for today. In fact, uh, we wish we could continue, but once again, I invite you tomorrow, same time, five p.m. Adelaide time, on the Draft Time program, and guys Gary will be able to, once again, help us learn more uh, on this uh, amazing book and uh, uh, taking us through Daniel and Revelation and, and, and answer the question whether truly we can understand it. And I believe the, this is going to be uh, an amazing time together. Once again, let us pray together as we close. 
Father in heaven, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the archaeological findings. And we thank you that uh, over and over again, you have truly uh, helped us uh, uh, discover that the Bible is trustworthy. Be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fabiana. Thank you, and you have a blessed night. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, all right. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.